Hey, welcome back. It's goodlifebabe.com. Jeff and Joel's tells from New Orleans. Man, every time it gets me when I'm actually on the podcast, because I listen to my podcasts at 1.25 speed, and it's just like painfully slow the way that song rolls out. So you out go to 1.5 through the I, whole uh, podcast or just the intro? 1.25. 1.25. 1. 1. Yeah. The whole podcast. The whole podcast. All your every, podcasts every podcast. Well, 1. real 1. quick 5. before we get into that, it's goodlifebabe.com. Jeff and Joel, I'm doing double duty. I'm getting paid twice doing Jeff DeVille's part right now. It's goodlifebabe.com. Jeff and Joel's tell us from New Orleans. Infinity Finale Episode. <laughs> this is it, Joe. You heard. So you do 1.25. 1.25, 1. yeah. 1.25. That's interesting, man. Mm-hmm. All your, do you do that like with everything in your life? Like, <laughs> you just speed up? You know, I, I try and do what I can. Things are just moving too slowly else. for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What, 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 we what? were talking. This is Cousin Andy. Who's here? This is Andrew Levy, everybody. Cousin Andy. Uh, and his cousin, Dan Weiner, is in the room as well. And uh, Cousin Andy, dude, you were just saying today how um, I'm just going to paraphrase what you told me earlier. If you come to New Orleans, okay, like. No, LA is immortal. No, no, I'm, I'm going to help you. I'm going to help you. Go for it. So, Jeff, Jeff was calling me Superman. Uh, so, oh shit! Sorry, I'm, I'm going to stop right there. Joel was that calling. Joel, no, we did that for like Every, when you were when, when, when you were here, here in those days that Jeff was passing and after he passed, we you were calling me Jeff. Griper was calling me Jeff. I was calling Griper Jeff. I was calling you Jeff. Yeah. It was so fucking weird. The three of us were rolling around calling each other Jeff constantly. And we couldn't stop it. We none of us could stop it. Was it was really anyway. fucking weird. It was weird. Anyway, we said it again. Joel, mm-hmm. uh, you, for reasons that we don't really need to get into, were calling me Superman or something like right. that at lunch, and I was like, you know, Superman on Krypton is just a mere mortal man, but on Earth, he's Superman. Right. Well, when I'm in L.A., I'm a mortal man, but down here, I don't know what happens. Cousin Andrew. You're fucking Superman because this is like Earth to, you know, whatever that fucking place Superman's family came from. Kryptonite. Yeah. Wait, how how is he Superman? I don't know. Okay. Well, it's not, it's not, it's a, it's a take on like big fish, small pond, but it's different than that. It's just like you have your shit together just to like a little bit of a degree greater than everyone else. And then New Orleans is your oyster. I, yeah, I, I, have, I have a business plan for my move down here. And in case listeners, you didn't know this, I'm, I'm moving down here. Yeah, oh, yeah. At long last, yeah. cousin I'm, Andy. I'm happy to report yeah. for the finale that it, that, uh, the that I'm finally making that happen. Um, Smart move. Yeah, but a, a big part of my business plan is like sort of my career has been about getting stuff done, and a, a lot of people find that more challenging down here than they do in most places. Sure so I'm hoping I'm going to be the hot knife and New Orleans is the butter. Yeah, but there there was a more relevant quote of yours that ties into what we're actually here to talk about tonight, the reason why you're moving down here. Do you remember what you said to me on why you decided that you had to come back to New Orleans? Uh, n- n- 
I'm not sure what you're going to say, well, not, me, but but I just can't me, believe me, that 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 Ivan is quoting me to myself. I am quoting I'm you. D- no, because you had a good quote shocked. that ties in tonight. What you had said to me was that the reason you were coming back here is that this is the only fucking place that if something bad happens, there are actually people around that are going to care enough to come and help you. That's and that it was part of this experience no, that was motivating you to do that. That is absolutely wow. 100 percent true. So Wait, look, I'm, I'm going right. to put. I've never put heard you bit. say anything earnest, little homie. <laughs> Everybody, no, you don't remember the last. <laughs> podcast the last final podcast where yes. we were supposed to be earnest and serious i was also and i was saying all those wonderful things about jeff and tracy it's just sounded so cynical i'm not look this is not about me and yes my incredibly witty and modest rants that i normally do and i know that's gonna <laughs> disappoint a lot of you devoted loyal listeners out there okay but there'll be future events for that because we really are here to honor the memory of Jeff and to talk about the incredible community experience that we're all going through by coming together, you know, to grieve for him. C- community is exactly, Jeff. exactly what it's about. So folks, um, this is, uh, I have a little homie and, um, uh, I, I, is this the first time that, uh, we also have Amsterdam Philip here on the mic. Hi there. So is this the first time you guys have been on the podcast together? No. Nope. Okay. No, definitely no. not. Um, but although, it was, although the last time Ivan was only on the podcast by phone. My favorite, my one yes, of my, that was the story. Uh, that was the story of my land. My favorite thing was, uh, <laughs> yep. which we all know yeah, exactly. About. So Jeff Deville uh, and Tracy uh, went and visited you, Amsterdam, Philip, um, and um, AP, and uh, for his their last vacation together, you know, yeah. and uh, they were hanging out at some bar, and uh, one of your friends is like, "I just need to know, did Ivan buy the land?" No, the word got out, and people that I ne- never met before were asking about this land. Look, we're not here to talk about that, but I do want everyone to know that. You bought it. Yes, I bought it. Yes, it's all going through. Yes, everything is special. Yes, everyone here is invited, and everyone listening is invited to come on down, have some tequila, have some tacos, take a swim, and talk about Jeff DeVille. And, and Ivan charges perfectly reasonable overnight rent for your tent or other That's camping true. equipment. That's true. One pen hit. Per night is all that I need out of everyone that lives there. Okay, I, I always get my pinheads from you, though. Um, how that, does that work? Look, we can share it right now. You know how? Look, we know that historically, when I've come let's on the podcast, pinheads. it's all about the hedonism of New let's Orleans. You want? You want? All right, yes. Let's let's pass. The, listeners, we're you know in the memory and in the honor. We're all about to do a hit right well, now. Well, because Jeff talk. came around to the weed. You know, we had some guests on earlier tonight in these this trifecta of shows. And uh, he was like weed of aversive, um, in in his teens because he made him paranoid. He wasn't getting the right strain or whatever. And I had a similar experience as well. But uh, once he got sick, he and I started getting stoned like all the time, and it was good. You know, he he texted he texted measurable scientific weed. It was like eight milligrams of this, and you you know you feel fucking good. No, I don't do that. Try that. Try that. Hirsch, that's a bridge too far, buddy. Yeah, that's, Hirsch, to, that's totally unpredictable. Hirsch is, yeah, exactly. I don't like the unpredictability. It's the same unpredictability. Hirsch Hold it have, in. Hold it in there. Don't Hirsch and I have a... Paper. This is great bod, listening to me smoke weed. <laughs> this Hold is going to end well for sure. Stand by, everyone. No, Jeff had texted me in, when I was in Thailand to tell me that he was actually that the weed was helping only because I had passed him, you know, some weed a million times over in our friendship and he had never accepted it for once because he didn't use it, but he, you know, I knew it was coming around and it was helping him and a small silver lining, a small silver lining of the whole thing. So homie, man, you got, yes. what do you have prepared? 
I don't have it. It's not about uh, Iran tonight. It's not about me spieling on. I really do think that the, the big takeaway from this whole experience, especially now that, you know, we've been mourning Jeff and having events for him, and it's, you know, been not a long period of time, but we've had a little bit of time to deal with it, and yet we want to schedule more of these events so that we could be I together and talk more. about it. Yeah, because, you know, at, there this, is. at this point, it's there for is. us. There, there, yeah, what the would film you do? A film, a film festival. When is that? Uh, we, we don't have a date on it yet, but it's very soon. Gotcha. We're working on the location. Gotcha. Because, you know, like I'm saying, I really do believe the number one thing that this is bringing to light is how close we all are with each other, the amazing community that we got together, and that we're going to keep doing this, you know, for his memory, for everyone's memory, and for ourselves. And, you know, it's been the memorial. You know, I, I, I had come back from Mexico early, and I changed my ticket. I was really glad I was at the memorial a couple weeks ago. It was fucking inspirational. The speakers were incredible. It was moving. It was hilarious. I was sitting next to Joel for that and uh, happy to be there for him for that and I hadn't seen we, him in we a kissed each other we kissed each other we, we cried we laughed it was kind of like when we saw cats together <laughs> yeah. totally but a little <laughs> bit better we stopped our boots um, but, but seriously and, and this was what stuck in my mind what you said Andy that it is and that there's no other place if you, you're in LA and you know something happens to you maybe there's like two people that you know that might stop by but it's uh, nothing on, like this on one place. level it's New Orleans and on one level it's my friends and family right but you know, I've moved around a lot in my life. I, you know, I've never really lived anywhere more than seven years. I've lived overseas a lot. I've lived all around the world. I've never really lived here full time. Um, but, you know, having lived in L.A. for the last five or six years, um, there was always a nagging sense that there is just absolute. I mean, for me, at least, no community, none whatsoever. What about our buddy Jetto? Uh, Jetto is is a community. Oh, it's, himself. It's, 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 yeah, yeah, exactly. Is is really a community really, really of, more of an island? Couch. Yes, on the couch. It, if, if, I'm I'm welcome on Jetto Island anytime, mm-hmm. but it's it's kind of independent from LA. Um, but there, what I, what I witnessed yeah. over over the the I mean I've been here, I've been coming to New Orleans for twenty five thirty years. I've been coming down probably once or twice a year. In the past year, I've been down here like seven or eight times. Um, for a variety of family, uh, you know, Julian's bar mitzvah, for the wedding, for, you know, pretty much any lame excuse I could come up with. Um, but, uh, you know, watching Joel and Griper with Jeff um, over the past nine months, that is exactly, it hit me like a ton of bricks. I was like, well, the community that I've been looking for is right here. And sure. um, that, that, Finally, um, got through to me as something that's more important to me than anything else. So I'm super psyched. Yeah. Uh, I think a lot of us feel that way who are transplants that have come here. I mean, Randy, I know you're from here, but a lot of the people that I know, we've come from somewhere else because of the special nature of this town. And yes, yeah, the music and part of it is the hedonistic party lifestyle, but it is the more the community. All of us, you know, have more friends down here than we have in any other place in the world. You know, and be, be, because of this guy, uh, Daniel Weiner <laughs> is a big part of that. The Uptown yeah, right. Ruler, you know, Patient Zero, had the initial house on Oak Street that we've talked about many times on this podcast. Yeah. Of course, Danny's house on Oak Street because it's so legendary and it's where we all met each other for the first time. All of us practically have some connection. You know, There's basketball in his backyard. Hoop, we we called it the Hoop and Hurl. That's right. <laughs> 
That's true. God, you were such a dirty player, Adam. Um, what are you talking about? I have no talent whatsoever. I'm five foot six. What do you want me to do out there? You are actually, you know, dirty. Right. Well, I remember boxing you out and knocking you over and stuff like that because pound for pound, I'm so much stronger. Legs is what I remember, but yeah. uh, <laughs> those are the good old days. A lot of it was look. I wasn't the swinger playing Chicago style basketball or anything like that. I wasn't scrap iron Danny Weiner over here just trying to you know run. That was his. That was his nickname. Out really. There. Well, yeah, it was all about effort, and it was all about lung power. It wasn't about, you know, some kind of Scrap. innate, uh, you know, jumping vertical leaping ability or something like that. But, uh, again, okay, you know, the, the more important point is that uh, all of us found this community down here. And, you know, uh, you know, the, the fact is that I didn't know Jeff until this last phase of my time in New Orleans where came back from living in Thailand seven years ago and through Joel and starting to get to know Jeff through the podcast and you know the fact that he was willing to welcome me on his show as fucked up as I am and give me my rant of the week spot you know made me uh, respect him a lot for giving me that chance Jeff appreciated smart people that's for sure and like that's the category that you fall and and you too and and cheap and cheap people and cheap, cheap people. <laughs> Wait, so you're saying he like Jews? Is that what you're now remember, I'm allowed to say that Don't because I'm Jewish. In my Jewish. mouth, dude. Um, Amsterdam fellow. Uh, Are you cheap and smart? I think you're smart and not cheap. This is what I think Amsterdam fellow. He's a very generous guy. He won't stop shoving vodka Look, down your throat. Right? Yeah, yeah. I respect mm, that too. Mm, and whiskey. Look, our podcast. Our podcast is nothing if we don't repeat ourselves like a thousand <laughs> times. So, uh, for all of our listeners, you know that like we're blacked out the whole time we're doing it. So I don't know what the fuck we've said before, but I'll say this again: Amsterdam Philip. Came up to Jeff Deville. Wait, like three hang, or four hang times on. Can you use yes. the proper Serbian accent when you do it this time? Oh, oh Jesus, Serbian? <laughs> yes, so, I can. Yeah, sorry. I was going to get to it, Andy, but thank you That's for okay. preemptively. Um, yeah, <laughs> Amsterdam Philip came up to Jeff and he's like, "Are you the? <laughs> are you more uh, jazz fest four years ago? <laughs> are you the Jeff of the Jeff and the Joel? <laughs> That's right." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's how I remember it. Anyway, and uh, I was like wrangling cables for them on Eggio Jubilee on the stage, you know, because they didn't have a road manager or anything. And I was just like, a jazz fest at the Lanyap stage. Yeah. So I was just like, I don't know, fucking wrangle cables. I'm like, how does Griper do this? You know, like it's like a lasso, like inverted, outverted. I was watching that last night. You know what I mean? And uh, yeah, over and under, baby, over and over and under. Yeah, yeah, but I'm like, but how's Griper do it? I'm just, I'm dyslexic with the over under shit, folks. Like, well, that's okay for you. Under over. Try and get some cables, like, and wrap them. (laughs) Same shit. And so Jeff comes up and he's like, "Dude, I just met some fans." (laughs) (laughs) And and famously, I don't know how much I'm making this up or like what's true or not. But he was, as I recall, Phillips, like, who's right here on the mic, has the cans, he's listening to us right now, said, uh, is the uh, little homie or griper here? That's, the, that's, what, that's what I remember you telling me. Assuming Some guy mentioned we, your name from Amsterdam. that we, like, all rolled together. Yeah. It's, I, I, and since that, that's then, what I, like, thought you'd be like. Right. All together, all the time. Like you are on the pole. And since then. Just like on TV. Yeah. Amsterdam Philip has been uh, a great friend to Jeff and uh, with Jeff together. And 
Tracy and Jeff took their final vacation together um, and came over and saw you guys. Do you want to yep. talk? Can you talk? I, I hate saying, will you talk about that? <laughs> you know, because that's like the classic, like ESPN yeah. classic question. But can you talk about that? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I can talk about it a little bit. Um, stayed at my place for a week and um, I sort of vacated <coughs> the premises so he could have, they could have the house and uh, drop by every now and again and uh, we did a lot of stuff and um, uh, it was July and was what's weird for me was that um, like his illness went for me like in three or four different stages because yeah. I um, obviously heard about it in December and then came out in April and he was still <coughs> sort of okay and then bald head yeah bald head yeah. but very li- very alive and very upbeat playing music and in July he was sort of half and half yeah some of the times he was there some of the times he wasn't there and um, yeah I found that sort of um, well very complicated but also magical because every now and again he would like arise from his own ashes and be like um we had one night in a local bar where he, um, we were there for about five hours, mm-hmm. and there were like at least five or six of us, and those are all people that were s- strongly opinionated and liked to tell stories. And I think from the f- of the five hours, he held court for four <laughs> hours and 40 minutes. <laughs> and we had to divvy up the 20 minutes with five of us. Uh. That's all that was left for us. That was episode number one. Someone, <laughs> and I, I think it was Steph uh, at, at Chess Memorial who said, New Orleans got a lot less opinionated on February Yeah, someone said that. He was a man of opinion. Yeah, and then obviously the day after, you, I mean, he had to pay the price um, for being, uh, for maybe overreaching and overdrinking and over overtalking. So, um, what are you talking about? Your friends beat the shit out of him or something? <laughs> <laughs> what, what happened? What, what price did he pay? He was just fucking tired. I was tired. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What happens yeah. in Amsterdam stays in Amsterdam. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They tarred and feathered the American. No, so he, he did a lot of stuff that he liked to do. I mean, he went to uh, the best record store in Amsterdam, he went to the best guitar shop in Amsterdam. Uh, yeah. Did stuff like that. Participated in the Pride uh, yeah. with great enthusiasm. Um, yeah, so we did a lot of great stuff, and um, I'm very grateful that I, um, well, could accommodate uh, Tracy and Jeff, and uh, we could get some like significant time together uh, yeah. a week. Yeah, that was really significant for those guys. Yeah, I saw them right when they got back, and um, they were just so it was the happiest moment for them, I think. And uh, to your point, though, about like the even in the weeks there are phases like you said you had three phases right I had like probably 12 or 16 or whatever mm-hmm. and even in the 15th of the 16th phase that is with Jeff uh, there were moments where he just fucking brightened my day he just made me feel like me like oh right this is I mean there was something about him that like he didn't get angry or down or sad or whatever about what was going on with him and when he had when he had the confluence of just right right enough of like hydration, food medication, whatever suddenly he's present 
and you're like, that's the dude from four years ago, you know, who started the podcast. And he's just like there. And that was like two weeks before he passed. He still had those moments, you know. And uh, we talked, we spent a lot of that time watching Mandalorian. <laughs> Key time. With uh, Baby Yoda. Right? He was like, yeah. what, well, what I loved about Jeff was like, I don't think I mentioned this before, but it's like, I could like be like, yo, you haven't seen episode two yet, right? I knew he had. But I was like, you haven't seen it. He's like, oh, I don't think I've seen it, you know, because the short-term memory loss that happens with chemo. Silver linings. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, no, silver linings. I was like, hey, Griper, do you need to see, see you know, the next episode? And he's right. like, I've already seen it twice with Jeff. He's like, I haven't seen it. You know, and Jeff's like, dude, let's dial it up. <laughs> anyway, but then you'd get present and just like lay all your shit on me, you know, like tell you everything you need to know about Roger Goodell. Oh, he could, he could kick it. into the old Jeff. Yes. Uh, yeah. Right down to the last minute. I mean, I, you know, I, I don't think we should go without memorializing this. You know, we have certainly haven't had an opportunity to talk about it here, but um, what was it? Two days before he passed? Thursday. Two day, it was Thursday. I cracked that. Uh, I got in on Wednesday night and they had this incredible, and uh, <laughs> who's the guy who wrote the article in the offbeat about, My- about that night? That, that was one of the most moving, for people who don't know Jeff, that was one of the most moving pieces of writing I've ever seen. Michael Patrick Welch. Michael yeah, Patrick yeah, yeah. Welch. That, yeah. that was yeah, such right. a, a beautiful and touching yeah, memorial. Um, anyway, so crazy. I, I roll up. I like literally just got off the plane from LA. There's 60 people in the street out in front of the house, and we're all waiting for these guys to come back from MD Anderson in Houston. Um, and that was a beautiful night. And then the next day, you know, as as kind of it it transpires when these things are going down, you know, there's not there's people coming in and out, and you know, like um, at one point, uh, Joel and Griper were in the back with Jeff. Who was awake, but he was not communicative. I mean, he could not... Eyes were closed. His his eyes were closed, more or less. Yeah. Um, and so they invite me into the back, because I was really nervous about going into the back. I was really nervous about seeing Jeff like that and all, all that stuff. And, and at one point, you know, like, Joel and Griper getting into all this banter. And then at one point, Joel starts to tell a story. And I am not going to share what the topic of that story was. Good. Let me hear it. Yeah. No, 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 no. Not, not here. No, 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 no. Um, but it was perfect. Anyway, um, Joel tells the story. And at one point, Jeff just like raised his hand and is like cracking up. Just like totally cracking up, totally into it. And, and we all lost it because we didn't. We, but I mean, when I say right down to the, that was. I mean, it was for, like a five minute story. It was. It was a five minute story. And at the punchline, he was. He like, was like, ah. yes. <laughs> um, and uh, you know, that was that was pretty much the last I saw of him. Me too. Yeah, that was the last we saw. Of him. He mean he, he he yeah, he did have the soft hand on Saturday morning. Yeah. <laughs> He seemed to, when I made a joke about like his soft hands, he seemed to smile. Yeah. <laughs> he, he liked that. I mean, they were soft as fucking hands. Come on, man. You could just like just go to sleep in those hands. I was like, what happened? Does cancer like make you have never like well, did he not had a, have the soft hands? A before? tool? No, I don't think so. Because he had tools and was shit. Lack of physical, lack of physical work. Like, it was something like chemo about hands? the chemo, yeah. chemo hands. Like he just chemo hands. 
He had chemo hands, Hirsch. And like, did, 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 did they have special lotion in the hospital? Uh, yeah, yeah. I've never known him to do lotion, but like... <laughs> well, one, one would hope you wouldn't know. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we did share a lot of hotel rooms together, and he always like... Uh, when I would admit, I'd be like, we'd drive in the golf cart back from the hotel, which we illegally took back to the hotel and going back to the festival same. I'm like, you know, I jerked off while you're in the shower, you know? And uh, <laughs> that was the closest we ever came to uh, That's what hand to lotion okay. uh, material. Because you talk about jerking I was like, when time, am I supposed but... to masturbate, you know? This one time, Jeff and I were... Uh, this this is where you want to take it. We have this touching moment talking about saying goodbye to Jeff. This is Joel's so, number one topic. Well, here's what I love about Jeff DeVille. I got super stoned at the top, and that's why I've been coughing. And now that's over. I feel like the um, air yeah, is did you light, did you feel man. that hit? Now, yeah, now it's I'm really strong, right? I'm good. feeling pretty that stoned. Um, so Jeff Deville and I were at Bonnaroo, and we're uh, waiting for Kanye West to come on. And at Bonnaroo, no act has ever been on the main stage past one a.m. Like they've always started at ten, and they're done by one, and then all the other stages go off at two until seven or eight in the morning, right? Okay. So it is a two four seven, and then yoga starts at seven a.m. So it's a two four seven kind of thing, but the main stage, like they had done, like Chris Rock leading into Metallica or whatever. This one year was great that I experienced with Jeff. That was amazing. But it was Kanye West, and they were going to do it at two a.m. on the main stage, first time ever, right? It's a big deal. And we're done working, and we're in our production golf cart, which we have to. We're supposed to return to the production, whatever lot. And I've been hearing all the radio chatter because I didn't use my radio to work. But if I wanted to like, so I just went to the promotion, like the Superfly channel. And they're like, fucking Kanye sucks, man. He's like, he won't go on until the lights are just perfect. You know, if you've seen any of those Kanye like SNL things, like he's a fucking maniac and he will not go on. And, And Jeff and I are both video people. And I'm like, I wonder if Kanye understands the lumens of the sun. I'm just wondering, because it's like four in the morning at this point, uh-huh. and there's st- he won't go on. I'm hearing the radio chatter. It's like he won't go on until the lights are perfect. I'm like, but the sun's about to rise, and all your fucking lights are going to be deemed irrelevant. You know what I mean? And it's kind of raining and shit. Made mood. And 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 here's the thing about Jeff that I love too, because we've talked a lot in these last three episodes about like Jeff's evolution, like meeting new people and growing and stuff. When I first started, we worked 10 years together at Bonner, and he he would hulk out. He would do, like, a hulk out, and he would, but he was also self-aware. He was like, I hulked out last night. I was like, I know. He'd just be like, and he'd run away, you know? <laughs> and then we'd what? see each did other. Run away? Did, yeah. Did, did, did he smash? Own, he'd get his own. He'd smash. Hulk he'd smash. smash. He smashed Hulk. Hulk smash. Okay. And I was like, you know, that's not a good look, bro. You know, the Hulk smashing? It's like, it's no big deal. Right. But then he stopped Hulk smashing at some point. So at this Kanye show, we were beyond the Hulk smashing. And the first three or four years, like, dude, like when the volunteers got on the like transportation of the hotels before like the paid workers did, he would Hulk fucking smash. And he would tell like these like 19 year old people that they were like garbage, you know, for not being paid employees. Uh, but that was, but he fucking evolved again. So we're sitting there waiting for fucking Kanye to come on, hearing all this radio chatter, and it's fucking stupid. And the sun starts coming up. And we're our call time the next day is 11 a.m., you know? And uh, it's like 5 at this point. So here's what I love about Jeff. 
when I say we're going to drive our golf cart back to the hotel, he's like, sure. <laughs> that's what I love about Jeff DeVille. Yeah. So we drove our golf cart. Okay, it's a mile to get off of the main stage to outside of Bonnaroo. It's a mile. And those roads are fine. We got a light on the car, but then we have to get on the highway. And so we're driving this seven mile per hour golf cart on the emergency road up and over the highway to our hotel, which we're sharing a room. And I remember the alarm going off. Like and I'm, I'm, sure, I'm sure there were no substances to be worried about testing for. No, we, we were working. We were just had a couple cocktails. I mean, that's really, it's like we had just worked a 14 hour and, day. And listeners to this podcast would would feel totally safe in assuming that you were sober while you were working at Bonnaroo? Totally. We did the mu- we did the mushrooms. We did the mushrooms that yeah, one time. The we did we did like the that. mushrooms that one time at Alice Cooper and then we had to go to work cuz like Rich Goodstone was like, "Yo, you need to go like shoot gap at 2 in the morning." The gap thing in the field after we had just clocked out, taken mushrooms and parked the golf cart and then like that was a, a whole different story. That, that was my favorite It's a Good Life Babe anecdote. That, that was, was absolutely my number one speak, favorite. Oh, is that good, the one? That, that was the you one. You post that episode. The, the, the gap. The, the, and, and, it, and it was Link all it in service of a gap commercial, too, it was which awesome. was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so you came and prepared. You chambered. You well, no, chamber. it's, it's funny. We were sitting outside, and I was asking Philip. He was like, eh, it's something to do with Bonnaroo. And it wasn't until we got into the conversation that I remember what it was. Yeah. That was uh, that was that was fun, but that it, the, the the really weird part was, uh, and this is what I love about Jeff again, he's unflappable. You know, he was unflappable. So the next morning when I was like Jeff, if I open up because of the motel where the door opens <clears throat> outwards, and I was like, I have a feeling the door might not open all the way. Like, is it like? So I try to open the door and it's like runs into the golf cart that's up on the sidewalk. <laughs> you know. And I'm like, fuck, dude. I'm thinking about like all of our. I'm looking at Danny Weiner now. I'm thinking about our relationship with Carrie Black and Rich Goodstone and, and fucking Rick Farman and Jonathan Mayers and like our boys who like have all this trust in us. <laughs> we also and, Rick and we just we day. just took we just took a fucking golf cart and like <laughs> drove it into the hotel room basically, and so we have to come back onto the site and the. All the sheriff's people were just like, I just kept showing my laminate, you know, as we're like going back at 1030 in the morning, full sun, and just like, oh, we're on the emergency thing. No, we're just driving them. You know what? Yeah. They're like, what are you doing? We're just driving. We're good. They're like, okay. We're good. We're good if you're good. Are you good? We're good. We're good good if you're good. It was like that. I can't believe, I mean, every single year I thought that Jeff are never going to invite us back again because there was always something like that, you know, every fucking year. We had uh, Hank from uh, Maple Leaf and Jack from Giacomo's on the back of our golf cart one year and both of them were <laughs> fucked up on psychedelics. Wow. <laughs> Hammered on psychedelics I for can't the think of I can't think of Saturday two people I would want less that's on the back of my golf cart. That's oh my <laughs> to carry around. They were so. I've never experienced any, experienced anyone more fucked up on psychedelics, and while also napping in the back <laughs> of a golf cart. Yeah, you know? like, uh, resting. Exactly. Anyway, Philip, what say you? Um, I wanted to um, uh, to read something, please. So uh, I um, I'd been um, giving Jeff uh, Dutch records. 
yes. uh, a collection for his uh, for his wedding, and then some more in December. And um, I just thought it was very a funny idea to give a New Orleans musician uh, Dutch music. I mean, I the Dutch are known for a lot of things, but I mean our cuisine and our music are not our two no main <laughs> pillars of strength. We, we don't know about no, Dutch music here. <laughs> no, 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 no. And um, so. It, was sort of a good challenge for me to even come up with like 25 decent albums to give to Jeff, but I th sort of succeeded. And um, he um, he played them on Sunday mornings and we texted to and fro about some stuff that he discovered. And um, so I thought I had to bring some final records. Um, and I wrote um, two letters for him, so I, if it's okay, I'd like to read them. Please. Okay. Um, dear Jeff, it's February the 1st, um, half past nine, when I receive a message that tells me you've passed away. I'm at a club called The Bibelo in Dordrecht. A new Dutch band called Het Gezelschap are on stage, 20 minutes into the set. They are celebrating the release of their first album called The Plaat. When I come to my senses again, I tell Sandra, my girlfriend, what I've just read. She asks me if we should go outside. I try to reach inside and weigh my feelings. I decide to stay inside and let the music flood me. Het gezelschap are as New Orleans, in spirit, not particularly in sound, as Holland can get. They are multi-ethnical, a mix of hip-hop, spoken word and electro, wild, experimental and urban. I know you would have loved to stand next to me in this small club, listening to a musical experiment take, for, take form in front of our eyes. When I buy the album afterwards, it's even in full-on black and gold. Right. <laughs> and, it's, and it's if you look at it, it's, it could have been you guys. Look mm. at this troop of guys. Yeah. Uh, the, het Gezelschap, the, the company. Mm. So it's um, um, when I last saw you in December, you seemed tired and overwhelmed most of the time. The most animated I heard you during that final visit was when we discussed a show by Michaud's Melody Makers at the Saturn Bar. That Andy, Anne Marie, me, and some others, you were there. Yes, I was there. Yeah, you were there as well, homie. Great show. Um, had gone to. Um, you asked, How was the sound? How was the atmosphere? Were the crowd dancing? Did they experiment a lot? Etc. In the middle of a very intense and emotional wedding weekend, you wished you'd have been in a dive bar with us, listening to non-glamorous, brilliant, hard-working musicians. You even told the story of one of your last gigs with Egg Yog Jubilee at the headquarters of uh, Michaud's Lost Bayou Ramblers, deep in the bayou, and your eyes were twinkling again for a little while. So this had to be the last Dutch album I was going to buy you, even if you won't be listening to it on Sunday mornings. Goodbye, my friend. I wish we could have been friends for 55 years at least, but the four years we've had have enriched my life immensely. Love, AP. So that was And then I thought, well, I have to get one more. Little line up um, so I got um, so I got UFO um, which isn't Dutch at all 
dear Jeff Encore, one of the topics we discussed at some length was 70s and 80s hard rock and metal, and very specifically, the best flying V players within that vast realm. <laughs> On different sides of the Atlantic we had come, while growing up, to exactly the same conclusion. Nobody quite measured up to Michael Schenker in his prime, <laughs> especially on Strangers in the Night, UFO's double live set. The whole band are amazing throughout, one of the few examples where every live take outshines the studio original. Schenker's playing, especially his soloing, is transcendental. We finally decide on the top three, consisting of the epic rock bottom solo, the second lights out one, and the ending of Love to Love. You comment on how he structures his soloing like a jazz saxophone player, and we both feel he stands apart from all others in his ability to always come back from the edge and rejoin the melody. Just a bunch of geeks, second year, in the second year of their acquaintance. The day after your death, we're driving through Holland. Since I don't know how to speak, I start playing songs on the stereo. Egg Yolk, Jacques Brel, Krang, that's very unknown Dutch, Johnny Cash, Johnny Adams, Anna Toussaint, UFO. <laughs> and it's during that rock bottom solo that without any forewarning, I literally exploded to tears. I know I was supposed to cry over Cash or Brel, but there you have it. If I try to analyze a bit, I think that it's mainly the extreme aliveness of his playing. At one particular point, he seems to burst at the seams with joy, ability, limitless, endless potential. It seems to comment in a weird way on your life, cruelly cut in half. Schenker, by the way, never played that well again. He's still alive, barely. I saw him play in a barn in Reisse, a drugs and booze ravaged shadow, etc., don't know about the symbolism there, but I know that Sandra, a techno girl at heart, listened to a full 30 minutes of prime late 70s hard rock without any complaints, and maybe even some appreciation. So my final album gift isn't Dutch at all, but Anglo-German, <laughs> bought by a 13-year-old boy on a weekend trip to Utrecht in 79, the same city we visited together in the summer of 2019, the trip where I truly said goodbye to my beautiful friend. Love AP. So yeah. Wow. Cheers, cheers. Yeah. Mm. Let's rock it out. I want to hear some of that music right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can we play it on some outro? <laughs> AP. <laughs> That's beautiful. Thank you. Yeah. Jeff and I, uh, in 2012, we started doing this podcast, right? That um, never got distributed, you know? It was like a couple hundred episodes or whatever. And uh, it was talk therapy, you know? And we admitted that to each other. It was like, this is our free therapy, you know? It was great. It was just me and him. We rarely had guests on. If we all, The only time we had a guest on is if I had, like, a visitor in my house. You know what I mean? So this was, like, 2012 to 2014 or whatever. episodes of that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because um, we did it, like, twice a week. It was after the... Uh, Atheist sports show that we did. I remember you showing And that was too much work because you had to cut that video. That was on video, right? Yeah, it was yeah. too much work. So we just started talking to each other. And at some point we were like, man, it's the power of the pod. And we were like, power of the pod. You know? Even though people couldn't even listen to it, you know? And then uh, AP, it was like, 
the power of the pot is like your relationship with Chad. You know, like that's if there's nothing else that ever came of this podcast, your friendship with Chad is the best end result either one of us could have ever fucking hoped for. You know. It was a great story, not yeah. just with Jeff, with all of us. Yeah. You know, yeah. and Anne Marie who's standing here too, That's and the right. other people from Amsterdam who have like become part of our crew and go to all the same shows yeah. and you know, have been introduced to all the traditions that we have down here. Yeah, Maurice yeah. and Ed and Willem will come out in April again and uh-huh. uh, yeah. I mean, it, I I don't think you were ambitious enough to have hoped for that. I mean, that's it's on. It's pretty unlikely. It's like pretty unlikely. It, it's pretty yeah. unlikely that this happened. I know. It's pretty. Awesome. What about Dusseldorf, yeah. Dave? <laughs> <laughs> Sweden, Sarah. Helsinki, Hal. <laughs> There's plenty of others out there. Ivan, come on, man! You don't have a rant. <laughs> No, no, no. Like the people. It's not, not rant night tonight. The people want to know. I do have in my notes here that we're supposed to call Spencer. Oh, yeah? Yeah, but it might be too late for him. It he might be him. too late for him. We got like two more episodes outside. Do you? How many more people outside? I think this might be it. Yeah, this might be it. This could be the one. Well, no, we, we got to get Tracy in here then. Yeah. We should probably get Tracy in here. We should call. I mean, Spencer might be busy like dry humping somebody on a dance floor. Um, he was working tonight. He was working. So. Oh, yeah. Where's yeah. he working? Uh, at Wands Flying Burrito. Oh, we should, no, like we that. have to get the original <laughs> producer, Rich Vigay, in here. You definitely have to get Rich in here. I'm, I'm going to sacrifice, Her, you gonna sacrifice yeah, yeah, yeah. my spot. Let's, no, we can rotate yeah, up. Let's just, yeah. let's just do another episode so it's like... Okay, one, so one, last clean, episode. one last uh, episode. Damn, yeah. I wanted to be on the list. We're going to do... No, you, you, will, you will be, buddy. Don't worry. We're, we're going to lead you off the top. I'm going to queue up the music, Randy. And we're going to play this shit all the way through. Has everybody heard the end of this? this no, people haven't, dude. Like, well, like, this is a whole new thing with adding the outro. It's, the, the song's great. It's, oh, it's a great tune. Show us your things. Yeah. All right, look. It's a good life, babe.com. Jeff and Joel's tell us from New Orleans. We miss our dear friend, Jeff DeVille. I pocket dial him. Wait, wait. I dial him. I reflexively dial him. Jeff. DeVille. Can I say one thing real quick? Please. You know what's weird? I mean, a, a, a lot of us have been saying that, like, as we're... Sorry, I'll get a microphone <laughs> yeah. since I'm actually mixing. We, like, I actually... Besides just, like, you were saying earlier that you just wanted to call him. And, you want like, the take. You want the co- coronavirus take from stuff. Jeff. But I feel like I've actually <laughs> seen him several times. And then I was driving down... I was going to see my dad in the neighborhood that I grew up in. And I didn't realize two streets from my street is a Duville Street. No shit. And it was like it was just it was just a weird moment, and it just seems like yeah, he's still with us, you know. He's definitely still with so. us, bro. Like I literally almost like I was starting to normalize, and I called him. Like I like I didn't hit quite hit dial, but I was right there, and I was like, God damn it, you know, who am I supposed to run out these ideas? But like, who am I supposed to get the take from? Right, and that's why I've been calling you so much. I mean, how much have I called you in the last well, two I weeks? Love, I love our daily versus like JJ. you know we have a good time. Talking. So I, I've been calling Ivan a lot more these days. The little homie Co- coming soon. And Homies, this is, hot this takes. This is the place podcast. to talk to Jeff when we're all talking on the podcast. It is yeah, like, you're right. You know, yeah, right. Praying yeah. at the altar of Duville, basically, and speaking to him directly <laughs> in his invention. And look, Ivan, I would just say this, man, before we check out, and we're gonna do one last little part episode yeah. after this. 
I think Jeff would be disappointed. Put on the spot. I think Jeff would be disappointed that you were so uh, sincere and um, <laughs> magnanimous. Magnanimous. What are, and, are you uh, saying you want to, you, you don't want me to leave I, here until like, make, make some jokes homie. Make some jokes about Jeff Deville. Yeah. You want me to do a Jeff Deville roast? Is that what you want? No, to do? just no, anything. Just I, something. I don't know. I'm kind of hearing dance monkey. Well. <laughs> Um, I, I don't. I don't have any repeat. I'm not. I mean, you know, we can make jokes about Jeff Deville. We could say things, for instance, like uh, the only group that ever got less gr- groupies, uh, you know, musically yes. was Rush than Egg Yolk Jubilee. We yes. could go there. Do you that. know that they're like the second worst uh, looking band they took after Rush. You, don't do that. you, you don't see, you see. You, you know, we could do that, but uh, it was more about being sincere tonight. You know, and I don't think that Jeff. It's not a good look for you. I don't think that Jeff. Not a good look for you. Not a good look for me. It's not what our fans want. It's not what the listeners want. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Well, come on. You must have a hot take about something. The memorial, um, or the. Well, (laughs) I don't know why you're egging me into saying something potentially offensive. But no, I, 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 I don't think that it's, it's Your sheepishness is just astounding, no, dude. Who are you, bro? It's like asking Pete Davidson to not smoke weed. Like, no. What are you doing, bro? Who I, are I'm you? not doing anything, Joel. I just, right. I, I don't know exactly what else you want from me right the second. I, you know, I, I made the joke about the, the groupies. Hirsch was grimacing at that because he didn't want to hear that. If you want me to say something like, if a man is measured by the number of memorials that he has, <laughs> yes. Jeff DeVille is a great, great man, then that's true also, yeah. right? You know, as, as I'm saying this to Tracy behind me, and, and that's true as well, and that this is not going to be the last memorial. No. That's for sure, right? And there's going to be a lot more memorials. So I'll tell you what, I will be guaranteed to be prepared for the next few memorials, and let's save it, and let's let the suspense build a little bit, because if I, we blow everything today, you know, we're not going to have something for the upcoming memorials. For instance, the film festival, the next final podcast, the meeting, at, the, me, the meeting at the river, the failed meeting at the river on Mardi Gras Day. In fact, the, fa- the failed memorial at, on Mardi Gras Day at the river basically excuses me from any other memorials or speaking even a single. Because you took, because you took mushrooms and they got yeah, in your car and stuff. I got caught it. in the worst traffic jam in the Wild world. Wild mushrooms. mushrooms were kicking in, trying to get away from the river after the failed memorial at the river, which was memorial like number seven, and this is memorial number ten right now and by the time we get to memorial number 37 my material is going to be so refined and so prepared and my listeners are going to be so satisfied they're going to look back at this moment and they're going to say thank god that he didn't go too far now because he had to save it for the real moments all right some people don't have the foresight joel jackson i love you buddy all right is that, is that a little better show us your titties Yeah, bruh. We're gonna let it roll. We got one more coming up. So good. So good. Y'all can't hear it. It's good, right? So good. Have you heard the whole thing? And like Max said with the horn section, Max was like he was the best horn composer that Max, for a guy that didn't play the horn. And you can hear that in their tune. Horn arrangements are sick. Nice 
Not Ric Flair woo. You gotta get rid of the Ric Flair woo, by the way. This could be the new Pelican. Yes. Get the fuck out of Ric Flair. Get fucking Echo Jubilee in the woo. There you go. Yeah, you're right. This song's so much better when you play more than 10 seconds. It really is better. Jeff never realized that. Randy is the producer we never had. We're going to get Rich VK in here in the next one, though. We're going to like ply him with some uh, acid or something to make him weekend rich. Am I making something up, or did, did they... I wish, I wish we had... Uh, I wish we had Paul Grass, but I think at one point they used to throw the rubber eggs. Oh, yeah. If anybody's in hit it, Yeah. Oh, wait, we got this. So good. GoodLifeBabe.com Jeff and Jules Tell us from the world Keep tuning in Love you Yeah you're right